Hey everybody, welcome back to the Middle East Comics and Geek Podcast. Today is, today I'm excited because I've had the privilege of interviewing Khaya Ahmad. Khaya Ahmad is an incredible young woman from Pakistan and she is associated with Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, with Marvel Comics, with the Burka Avenger. I, I really, I'm, I'm, you know what? There's a part of me that really wants to go on and on and talk about how amazing this woman is, but I will let her own uh, introduction of herself uh, cover that. However, I do want to say here that Khaya is a young woman who is really passionate about comics, and while many other comic book geeks who are women consume the comics, you know, with a lot of joy and a lot of obsession even, Khaya is somebody who's contributing to that culture. She's someone who not just in, consumes this culture, but she's been born and brought up in that culture from a great family background that has been into pop culture and geekdom uh, way before it was cool. And she is now creating those same comics and creating what the world is talking about. And I'm I'm really excited to share this space with her. And so without further ado, here is Khaya. My name is Khaya Ahmed, and I'm a writer who grew up reading and writing fan fiction and more or less crying over fictional characters. It's funny how, you know, this love for fictional characters, be it from TV shows, comics, games, or movies that propelled me from, you know, fangirling on places like Tumblr or um, fanfiction.net or MuggleNet, you know, writing for shows like Burka Avenger and consulting for places like Marvel. It's more or less a dream come true. You know, I grew up idolizing these places and you know these characters and now i'm you know writing for them and you know being a part of their world and contributing to that world and i don't think i'll i'll ever get over that uh, so growing up as a woman geek it was very different because it was in an era where um being a geek wasn't very cool yet um it wasn't mainstream like it is now but for me personally I was very lucky because I was surrounded by my cousins who shared the same love for geek culture that I did. So, you know, from a very young age, we didn't even know what cosplaying was, but we used to you know, dress up as our favorite characters and, you know, pretend to be them and play games, you know, uh, play tag as Batman or, you know, play a detective game with Batman as Batman. I'd be Batman, I'd be solving crimes and stuff. So it was, you know, it was different for, uh, for me. And also, you know, um, it was very hard uh, to get a hold of comics here. So, you know, me and my cousin would often go to places like old bookshops um, to see if, if we could find comic books or, you know, graphic novels. You know, we'd um, try to go online when we finally got DSL uh, to read them online or something, or, you know, get a hold of pictures, images, because we, we would love drawing. So we'd just like, look at the images, draw those. Um, at the time we had cable, so we'd watch stuff on Cartoon Network, um, you know, Batman the Animated Series, um, Dragon Ball Z, X-Men, X-Men Evolution, um, the really, really old X-Men, the, the Fox series. Um, you know, we used to watch those. Um, it was not, we couldn't really access comic books at the time. So it was, it was really sad as well. Um, because, you know, we would see the the TV shows and we knew they were comic books. And, you know, the only comic books we had were like a few issues handed down or, you know, found in old bookstores. But it's pretty cool now because um, it's become so popular and mainstream and um, it's so readily available now to everybody. But you know how as everything gets mainstream, there's always a level of toxicity that develops within that culture. And with geeks, it's uh, quite toxic in terms of toxic masculinity and that toxicity is always 
directed towards women geeks. Um, you know, personally, I have left so many forums related to comics, animes, and games because, um, you know, girl, I I saw girls who were shamed for trying to be cool. I myself was a target of mansplaining. Um, so many uh, people on these forums would try to mansplain uh, comics and writing to me, and I was already at a point in my life where you know. I had learned so much and to see this and to see girls being put down who, you know, were trying to break into this culture, who, you know, were just looking for some advice or trying to, you know, show their love for their characters, be it through gospel, they were shamed, um, you know, they were shamed really badly. And I kind of, that is a big challenge, an obstacle I face even now. Um, it's hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's very hard being a woman geek here. You know, you're not taken seriously here. You're, you know, you think it's just basically, oh, you know, you're, you're just trying to be cool. And it, it also extends uh, towards the convention scenes in Pakistan. Conventions, uh, comic uh, conventions are very popular here, where you know people dress up. They kind of meet. It's a chance for geeks to meet, basically in person and develop connections. And it's a bit harder for women. Um, my sisters have seen it firsthand how hard it is i myself have seen it and a few of my friends have commented on you know the slightly toxic culture that is associated with it as for where my love for comics came from and this whole geek culture i blame my parents to be honest other uh, they are solely responsible for that because i grew up surrounded by star wars star trek doctor who uh batman spider-man uh my mom you know, she basically sat me down one day and is like, you will watch Star Wars, you will love Star Wars, or I will disown you. And she, you know, she and my dad, um, they introduced me to gaming, they introduced me to Mario, Sonic, Contra. And my mom was actually the one who introduced me to Batman. She got me my first Batman VHS, which was incidentally Mask of the Phantasm. And oh, I was hooked on Batman after that. That was my first um, foray into Batman. Uh, Mask of the Phantasm, and it was funny because down the line, I didn't know Mark Hamill voiced the Joker, and I remember telling my mom this a few years later when we actually had net access and we could IMDb stuff, and I told her, like, oh, mom, do you know that um, Luke Skywalker voices the Joker? And she was like, what? You know, it was just, it was such a nice little throwback, but, you know, she introduced me to Star Wars, she introduced me to Batman, and they both had that common element of the great Mark Hamill. At this point, I interrupted Kai. I remember we were having all this conversation. Um, usually what happens is I ask them the questions over WhatsApp and they send me voice notes back so I can edit them into a podcast. However, at this point, I remember I, I interrupted her because I wanted to know now what she, I, I was getting too excited and I want to know about Miss Marvel. I wanted to know um, everything there is to know about it uh, in terms of her creation, uh, the concept and, and the world building behind that that very diverse and ethnic um a uh, universe in in Marvel, which is the space that Miss Marvel Kamala Khan occupies. By the way, I was corrected that I usually used to call her Kamala Khan. It's Kamala Khan. So thank you, Kaya. And so here it is, um, Kaya, in her own words about Miss Marvel Kamala Khan. Okay, so Kamala in the MCU. Oh, I honestly still can't wrap my head around that. To be perfectly honest, I mean. The thing is, at the end of the day, I am a very, very small part of a very large and diverse puzzle, which is honestly why Kamala is who she is. You know, at the end of the day, this amazing girl was just a 
passion project by a group of Pakistani Americans and a Muslim convert, you know, from New Jersey. And, you know, the goal was just to show another side of a story that is not often told. You know, there's just when people think of people like Kamala, they just think of one thing. They just think of one trope that has been told over and over and reinforced over and over again. And we kind of wanted to change that. And, you know, honestly, no one, to be perfectly honest, no one involved expected her to go very far. We we never expected her to become a champion for American Muslims. And it is so humbling to see people relating to her and, and drawing inspiration from her. I mean, this girl came up to me in Lahore. She, um, she had come from Norway. She was living there, you know, for her education, for university. And she came up to me and she was almost in tears. She's like, you know, I was struggling so hard to fit in in my university and you know I perchance came up you know across Kamala Khan's story and when I read her comics I realized that you know she's going through what I'm going through and it made me feel like I wasn't alone in this struggle and I, I was just I, I I cried I'm not gonna lie I hugged her and I cried <laughs> because you know it's, it's nice to see that you know this character who you know was the little engine that could has now just become this amazing champion for people I never saw myself being represented when I grew up. Um, I never saw Chaya on screen or someone like Chaya or someone I could be. I never saw that because, you know, besides color, it's just, it wasn't me. And I never saw a voice. There was never this girl on screen who had a voice that was similar to mine. Or, you know, they never had the same problems that I could relate to. And that's what we wanted to change. We wanted to show the problems that we as Muslims, as Pakistanis face. And, you know, that especially when, you know, you're living abroad as a Pakistani, struggling culture and heritage in the country, you know, in a foreign country. That's something that, you know, was sorely needed. And that was, you know, that's where it came from. You know, she was a culmination of hours and hours of brainstorming. But at the same time, we took elements from everyone in the team because everybody had so many stories to share, um, you know, be it me, be it Sana, be it Willow. And, you know, that's where it came from, you know, my craziness, my penchants for, you know, freaking out when I see someone, you know, I like or, you know, uh, someone I idolize. So, you know, Kamala seeing Wolverine going, oh, my God, Wolverine, I love you. You know, that's I've done that in person. You know, I've seen people and I just go, oh, my God, you know, you're like my idol and like crying unashamedly. You know, Willow's kindness, my God, she's one of the nicest people. And, you know, she's just unashamedly nice. And she will literally bend over backwards for you if, you know, just because she's like that. And that's very much like Kamala at the end of the day. She won't care. She's just going to be there for you because she's a genuinely nice person. And then, you know, Sana's strength, my God, you know, Sana is just so strong as a human being. And that's where her strength came, Kamala's strength came from. So the geek circle now, like I said, is very different from when I was growing up, and it's only going to continue to change and evolve further, hopefully for the better, especially with all the recent social movements. Um, You know, like I was an outcast for the longest time for being a geek. And this was in an all-girls school, mind you, you know, um, over there was, you know, reading stuff like X-Men or watching X-Men or watching stuff like Batman, Spider-Man or reading comic books wasn't considered cool. You know, but now geekdom is celebrated all over the world. Um, you know, it's cool to dress up now. It's cool to immerse yourself in the culture with, you know, such a long history. 
And yeah, I can understand it's very, very daunting to jump into that long history because you don't know where to start from. But the one thing I really, really like is that mediums such as the MCU and the DCEU give us that push. You know, uh, be it the movies, be it the TV series, be it the cartoon series. You know, it kind of gives us that push to know where to start from. You know, I know people who never knew about Black Panther and now through the movie they've gone back to read the comic books and you know they're, they're just in love with it they've you know moved on from Black Panther um to reading the Avengers series where you know Black Panther is present and stuff um you know I myself um I started off with Mask of the Phantasm for Batman and that's why when I got the chance to finally be able to interact with comic books or, you know, finally get my hand on comic books, um, it was Batman that I gravitated towards. So yeah, start with your favorite character. Find comics related to them and find a favorite writer because the odds are that that same writer has written a billion other series. So just jump from one to the other. Start interacting with owners of comic book stores too because trust me, they're the Yoda of comic books. Um, tell them the kind of stuff you like and, you know, they'll recommend stuff to you. They'll tell you, you know, give you a bit of a synopsis and they'll tell you, you know, this is what it's about. Um, this is what, uh, this is the character that it emphasizes on most. And, you know, they, they will give you a whole rundown without like annoying the crap out of you. And you're probably going to walk home with a stack of books. I know I always do. You know, I go into a comic book store thinking, oh, you know, I'm just going to buy one. I end up leaving the store with like five, six books. And, you know, if you don't have access to a physical store, um, you know, because a lot of places in Middle East or Pakistan, India even, um, you know, they're, they don't have a lot of physical stores. And it's just a new trend, even, you know, in Islamabad where I live, um, it's still, you know, we still have just one comic book store, but the owner is supremely nice. And trust me, for all the you know listeners in Islamabad and Pakistan, just come to Islamabad. Trust me, you will find the nicest comic book store there. And it's pretty cool. And, um, you know, if you don't have access, try places like Tumblr. Um, because people there have composed master lists to read from. And they're sorted by characters, by universe, by genre. And they even have, like, again, little synopses attached to them uh, that give you a bit of background about what the story is. And, you know, they're sometimes even chronologically sorted, which is really, really cool because, you know, that's awesome, you know. And I'm, I must say, I'm a bit, bit envious of this generation because of the resources that, you know, we have at our disposal now. I mean, back in my day, it used to take an hour to load one page of manga. Trust me, it was awful. Hmm. So at the moment, um, I'm reading The Button, which is a Flash and Batman crossover. And it is so good. Oh my god, I love it. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but if you're a fan of Watchmen and Flashpoint, Pick it up. It is good. It is so good. I love it. Um, I'm also reading uh, the 2015 run of Darth Vader, simply because I'm revisiting the Star Wars universe, especially the EU. Uh, but, you know, I love the Darth Vader series by Marvel. Um, visually, story-wise, you know, it's, it's so strong, especially when we see, you know, hints of his past life as Anakin and we see those flashbacks and stuff that we didn't you know necessarily see in the movie but kind of ties it in and you know not to mention his uh, encounters with Luke oh the feels oh I love the way they wrote Luke in this I love the way um 
you know, Luke's written in the comics. It is so good. And Leia and Han is just, oh, it's so good. And, you know, all of these, I usually do a light bit of reading before bed, uh, since that's the only time I get. Um, but recently, I have made time to play and finish Far Cry 5. Oh, so good. So relevant and an A-plus soundtrack. You know, um, between Origins and Far Cry 5, I am really, really digging what Ubisoft has been throwing my way. Really good games. Um, you know, if you guys get the time, please, please, please play these games. Um, I love them so far. Um, I also have been um, watching a bit of TV shows, a bit of TV shows here and there. Um, but I'm mostly on a dry spell, so it's either uh, re-watching shows on Netflix or waiting for the new episode of Westworld because the rest of the stuff that I've been following has either wrapped up or, you know, they're in between seasons and stuff. So, yeah, um, I, I really like re-watching shows and it's a bad habit. I love re-watching stuff, uh, TV shows, um, you know, movies, even games. I'm replaying the Assassin's Creed series right now, the Ezio collection, and I shouldn't because I have so many games lined up, but, you know, I am. And again, I've read the EU, so you know, before I read bits and pieces of it, but, you know, I'm rereading it because, you know, even though I have so many books at my disposal, I still have to go back and reread it. It's, it's horrible, horrible habit. So there you have it. That was Chaya Ahmed, totally rocking the podcast with her knowledge. Really excited to see where Kamala Khan came from. Really interested to know what G. Willow Wilson has to say. I'm Let's see if she would be interested in talking to her Middle East and Pakistan audience. I'd love to know um, where she gets her inspirations from for writing the stories daily, where uh, Sana, I also would love to hear from Sana. But if you guys would like to hear from them, do let us know. Let's see if Khaya can get us uh, some inside access. So thank you very much, Khaya, and I am looking forward to what's next. Stay tuned. <laughs>